Hello. How's it going, everyone? Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. If you're a hot dog, what kind of topics would you have on you? All right. This week, I'm going to go a little bougie. I'm going to go back into my past a little bit. To when I was in France and watched eight hours of a Le Mans race in oh, Le Mans, France. What the and hell? I got a sandwich American style, which was a really great baguette, sausage in there, fries just shoved down on each side, and then shits tons of ketchup on top. So you had a little thing to eat your fries your fries out of with the ketchup, and then this delicious fucking sandwich afterwards. That sounds very American. That to call it the sandwich American style. Oh, oh there you go. There you go. Okay. Yeah. There's a song about that. <laughs> I got fries on it. <laughs> Welcome to Half the Distance, the podcast. As always, I am Maddie Fax, joined by Scott Nathan Staten, a.k.a. Scotty Stats, Brian the Professor, the great skunk hunter, Pepe Lepiaducer. This week, we're going to discuss our picks for the week. We're going to discuss a few things from last week that happened we kind of find interesting, and we will get into the absolute tragedy that is my Chicago Bears team this year. Starting off, though, we need to discuss this, boys, because it's looking like if you're a defensive player and you have a sack, you probably don't because it's going to be a roughing the passer. Against a senior citizen. I didn't realize Carr was a senior citizen, too. It carries it over wasn't his, from his brother David. His brother didn't get treated that way when he was in the league. I'll tell you that oh right now. Oh, my God. David Carr's like, I wish I would have had a tenth of the rough in the passer calls. Oh, yeah. my God. Maybe it's the NFL going, guys, look what we did to his brother. Yeah. We have to protect him. It could be. Yeah. The overreaction to to uh, to Tua uh, <laughs> to, uh, seems, a little, <laughs> seems a little aggressive to me. That being said... What's the right amount of head trauma you provide to a quarterback at any given hit? Well, well, I don't know. It just seems like at some point when you tackle someone, wrap around the waist, use your body weight to drag them down, if the quarterback also hits the ground... Oh, no, you're playing roughing? football. I, yeah, yeah. It's, Especially it's, the fact that with those two particular penalties this past week, the Tom Brady ridiculous roughing the passer, and then the one on, uh, on the Chiefs where they actually stripped... Car of the ball, had possession of it in their arms, and Chris Jones did, and then caught himself a bit with his arm, so his full weight didn't hit Carr, and yet still got called yeah. for the... Brady's head never hit anything. Nope. Perfect, like, strike zone tackle. Like, wasn't near the knees, wasn't a headshot to start it off. What are these defenders supposed to do? And was Brady not fined today for attempting to kick a pass rusher? Same guy, Grady Jarrett. A sack. Yeah. Yep. During that very yep. same one, he got he started kicking at him when the guy mm-hmm. was standing up. Yep. So it's okay for you to flag the defender for trying not to harm the quarterback, but you don't throw a flag for the quarterback actually trying to harm the yeah. defender. Which should have been clearly unsportsmanlike conduct right there. Immediately. Yeah, immediately. Yeah. And it was obvious he tried to kick the motherfucker. Yep. You know? It just I, I I feel bad for any defensive player right now, like what do you do? Yep. Like, you are literally hogtied, you know? Just, you, you can't do anything. You have to play your role the way you're supposed to play it, but not too hard. Yep. Better but, carry a pillow yeah. in your back pocket to put underneath that quarterback's head as you sack him. I'm loving the, the different memes and the and, and people acting oh, them out of the TikToks. You know, <laughs> as they, they cautiously put them down, they tuck a pillow, and then there's the blanket, and then you get flagged. 
Sorry, you forgot to read them a bedtime story. Did you see the? Uh, you did not set a chocolate on that pillow for him to enjoy <laughs> while he was being sacked. Yeah. No, they did, but it wasn't an Andes mint chocolate. <laughs> what is this Dollar General crap? Oh, oh you went cheap, sir. Yeah. We did will you, not allow did you this. See, it was the I think it was the pregame. It was between the regular games and the Sunday night game with Kevin Hart in the studio with the NFL Live crew. And he did the whole, like, guys, pick me up, pick me up. Had yeah. them all fucking laid out horizontally. Gently push me down. G- gent- gently. Now, 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 my head's going to hit the floor, so I need some rest there. Full on. But, like, it gets a little cold down further toward the ground. And to see Kevin Hart, five foot nothing, making fun of the NFL quarterbacks. Mwah. Fucking gold. What, gold. What I love about <laughs> all of it is it's a serious situation with, with multiple concussions, people getting wobbled. Uh, it's a very serious situation. And when anyone tried talking about it, in any significant way, it was shut down. Significant, exactly. Now, yeah. all of a sudden, if you are on the broadcast team, you are clowning the NFL for this roughing the passer. So, there's something along the way where it's like, this is a little bit much, and it, it almost seems perfectly timed. Like, it is still football, and if we go a little too soft, it looks dumb. So it almost seems scripted, like we're injuring people in their brains. This is a problem. But let's also let everyone know what happens when it's a little bit too soft. We're like, this is bullshit. This is this is this is not the football I remember. So is it perfectly timed that all this is happening? It seems a little, little sketchy, you know. Anything to distract from uh, of uh, you know Dan Snyder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the one owner every owner in the NFL hates. It's pretty fascinating. So I was talking about this with a colleague today, and if the only thing that comes out of the Dan Snyder controversy of, like, he's got dirt on every other owner is that Jerry Jones has to stop fucking owning slash managing slash coaching slash running into the ground, the Dallas Cowboys, I'll be happy. Is he running him into the ground? They're 4-1 and one this year. Uh, they start off great most years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, prior to Accurate. this year, it's been, been a bit of a, of a long, cold stretch. And, and full disclosure, so I am a South Texas guy from San Antonio. Jerry Jones is solely responsible for San Antonio never getting a bid for an NFL team. He does he not want that competition. solely responsible, exactly. Yep. And they have proven time and time again they can fucking hold the fan base. Hold on, though. Hold on. Is there even a good sports franchise at all in San Antonio? Uh, you can suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking, Spurs fans. I know exactly how good they the were. French I watched call that an win. American sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> nice, very nice. All right. So uh, after that, uh, Chiefs Raiders amazing Monday night game. Uh, after kind of embarrassingly running into Hunter Renfro on their one of their last plays to uh, attempt to win the game, Devontae Adams was walking off the field, and depending on the angle you saw, it either looked really bad or split second. Hey, this, I'm walking off, I'm not in a good mood, and a guy just literally jumped right in front of me. He shoved him, he knocked the guy to the ground, and he kept walking. He didn't stop, try to help him up, anything of that sort. It was clearly not an accidental shove. It was intentional. Yeah. Yes. I, but, like you said, depending on the angle, was it that bad? The first yeah. angle that I saw, it was like, what an asshole. Then they showed another angle, it was like, he legit just got jumped in front of, and, and he's in a bad mood, and he acted in a shitty way. Don't don't be so uh, don't be so rock star, um, but hey, he, he's you know he was arrested. He's finally <laughs> he a raider. He know. wasn't arrested. He wasn't arrested. He was <laughs> yeah, cited. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, 
That's driving different. record's still a little clean, though. He's got to he's got to dirty that up if he wants to be a full Raider. It's true, true. Especially Raider wide receiver. Well, in Wisconsin, you still get you get fifteen DUIs before you get a license warning. I think so. <sighs> it's, it's a rough transition. I yeah. mean, you know, Watson tried <laughs> to go full Chamura, didn't quite pull it off. <laughs> what? Because if you're getting another DUI. After 15, they're like, listen, you're clearly not learning how to do it properly, so we're going to give you a citation. You clearly have a drinking problem. You don't know how to drink enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that Raiders, he's got to step up his game. Maybe he didn't like the beer in Wisconsin. Could be. I hear they have good beer, so I don't know. I, I hope he does the right thing. I hope he he uh, does something nice for the guy, you know. He also might not be able to, you know, if the if the guy's uh, you know, beyond a filed a police report, then Twitter you know, apology. yeah, right. I mean, I doubt a police report, but like, oh no, he he get, get the dude's family yeah, season no. tickets. No, 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 no. Cool. no the, the guy, the guy, the, the guy went to the cops about it. Yep. Oh, he did already. Yeah, for assault. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's 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 a, it's assault. So. And is that just someone like being like, hey, this is my 15 seconds, it's my payday, versus no, you really hurt me and that was fucked up. Hey. And it could be either one, but the I character, the person matters. Bigger question. Know? Should he be allowed on an NFL sideline if he's just going to be jumping in front of the players constantly, too? I realize he's a, a fat photo guy. He's trying to get a, a picture, but... I mean, paparazzi on the field is no different than paparazzi outside of the field. Mm-hmm. You That's do what fair. you can for that money shot. But I think you do... You have to take into account, like, you're putting yourself in that situation. You can't sue someone because you put yourself in that situation. There's Pop- a level of responsibility Paparazzi on your end, too. and porn actresses. You do everything you can for that money shot. No. no. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. My grandma taught me that. <laughs> you All need right. Kim Kardashian out of this. Okay. <laughs> All right, so, moving along. On our uh, show this past week, we had it shortly brought up who we thought maybe the top five coaches in the NFL were. And I thought it'd be kind of fun if we all named our top five, and then the ones we have in common, we can discuss briefly, but I'd like to, I'll kind of go into the ones that we don't all agree on. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh. So, for me, I have Bill Belichick number one. I uh, I don't see how that is really in dispute at this point. Uh, he's got the most Super Bowl championships, he's got the most divisional championships, he's got the most playoff wins, he's also got a record of 323 and 159. Also, folks, we're talking about currently in the NFL, not yes. all time. Yeah, not all time. Very different conversation. I also have Andy Reid. Excellent record, 237, 136, and 1. He's a two-time champ. Once as an assistant coach, once as a head coach. Took the Eagles to nine playoff appearances, five NFC Championship games. Took the Chiefs to six division titles, four NFC Championship games, two Super Bowls, one championship. Mike Tomlin, excellent, 163 and 98. Two Super Bowl appearances, one championship, seven division titles. I got John Harbaugh, 140 and 90. 19 playoff game appearances. The first head coach to make the playoffs in the six of his first seven seasons as a head coach. And the most road playoff wins by head coach, which is impressive at eight. And then I kind of have a little bit of a curveball, I guess. I got Kyle Shanahan. His record's not great. He's 42 and 44 in the regular season. But he's got one Super Bowl appearance. He's got two NFC Championship appearances. And he did all that with Jimmy G at quarterback, which is, while not a bad quarterback, it's not like we're talking about Mahomes, Brady, Matt Stafford. Yeah. <clears throat> You're not talking about the greatest QB still playing today. Yeah, not to mention, yeah. uh, he did it with teams where there's been massive amounts of injuries the last few years. Yeah. So that's who I have as my top five. Who do you guys have? So right off the bat, I mean, I'm already, I already kind of man crush on Mike Tomlin plenty, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> and besides just constantly putting winning numbers up on the board all the time, he's also dealt with some personalities over the years that are just absolute garbage, and he's got the best out of them. And when they left that organization. 
a lot of them kind of fell flat. Antonio Brown. Or spiraled so far <laughs> into Brown. insanity, like Antonio <laughs> yes. Brown, that you're like, how did he keep that guy on the straight and narrow? And I, I think you have to think about that kind of thing, like the kind of shit show you had mm-hmm. to keep together for these players, mm-hmm. yeah? That's a good one. And he's and, and he's been doing this at a high level for a long time. Um, every year, you, you, you never count him out, and I appreciate that, you know. Give him more time. Is there going to be more opportunities for all those Super Bowl championships? Now that Tom Brady is out of New England, yeah. I mean, that's, you know. Maybe so. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, just because the numbers that Bill Belichick puts up, those are those are untouchable. I mean, how is he, how is he not going to go down as one of the all-time greats? Oh, yeah. He's yeah. going to. So he's, he's on that list also. Andy Reid, same thing. Um, you know, I definitely recognize how talented of a coach he is. Uh, and I really think that his accolades are... He built that team, and you see how consistently excellent they are year after year. Whoever moves in, whoever moves out, holy shit, the Chiefs are good. So yeah. He had Alex Smith as a starting quarterback at first in KC, which not a bad quarterback, don't get me wrong, right. but not Mahomes. Right. But so, they still did well. Yeah. They did. Yeah. They did. Uh, that's, what that's, yeah, that's what I'm yeah, trying to say. Yeah. And so, I, you know, there's, he's definitely be my third. Um I, Wait, was he the coach when the Eagles won their Super Bowl? Was that still Reed? No. no. Was that nope. right after he left? They no, lost. it was a few years after. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, they lost that Super Bowl in the Patriots. Mm. Yeah. Um, that was when McNabb threw up Belichick. on the final drive. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but Owens yeah. was playing on a broken leg and had mm. a great game. Sean McVay, when you look at his accolades between mm. Super Bowl championship, a couple NFC championships, a number of West championships... Uh, and he's so young. And he's so young. Jesus. He's doing it without yeah. a lot of experience, without a, a lot of head coaching experience head coaching under his experience. belt. Yeah. Um, I'm putting him up there. That's that's maybe more of my hot take because he is so young. He's but like his his accomplishments are strong. Um, and the last one, it's probably gonna be John Harbaugh. Fuck, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> same, almost the same thing as as uh, with Mike Tomlin. You know, there's just so much good consistency. Um, a team that that deals with <laughs> deals with adversity on and off the field. It seems like on a regular basis, um, and he and he fields them well year after year. And I don't remember so especially with him. I don't remember the exact number, but I like I looked it up before and I can't remember it now. But like, no head coach has been more successful with more than fifty percent of your starting squad being different from year to year mm. than him. And that's impressive. Like, yeah. you get, like, Matt LaFleur's, like, yeah, you went from greatness to greatness, and you've been handed this amazing team. You know, it's like it's like going back to, like, the, the 80s, early 90s with uh, Jimmy Johnson and the Cowboys. Like, yeah, the Cowboys won another Super Bowl without Jimmy right, Johnson. Right. It was really his team. Uh, what's his face from Oklahoma? Barry Switzer. Barry Switzer. He didn't build that team. Mm-hmm. And you start, got Johnson's leftovers, and they were still good enough to win a Super Bowl. And things you know? did start to spiral a bit out of control with oh, Switzer's yeah. head coach. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. the White House. Yeah, yeah. You know, where they were having <laughs> cocaine and, and, and prostitute <laughs> parties. Yeah. yeah. Like Jimmy Johnson kept that shit under wrap, you know? Yeah. That's so, a good one, yeah. I mean, literally every single coach you've named, we're like, yeah, I can't, I can't argue with that. Like, any of them would be in the top five. Do you have any that you think that we haven't named I yet? mean... Maybe the fact that Pete Carroll was able to get greatness out of one certain quarterback. I do like that Pete Carroll is one of the few people that has made the transition and been successful. 
true. College coach. And, and that's, yep. I mean, we've seen, I mean, already this season, but we've seen, it doesn't usually NFL work. head coach to college coach. To, and then back, back to NFL yeah, which, which probably makes a difference, yeah. you know. And he did eke out that one Super Bowl against my fucking Broncos, you know. Eke out? Well. <laughs> they eked out a 41 to That was the 10? one year they were fucking amazing. And then garbage. And now we have that quarterback, and he's fucking worthless, you know. So I am jaded on Pete Carroll, not because of him, but because of the quarterback. And that's not fair. Uh, but I, I love a locker room coach. I love a locker room coach. You might have the shittiest talent imaginable at a professional level, and there are some coaches that can just really do that. I love Lovey Smith. I love Lovey Smith. I've watched so many of his, like, his halftime shows, his speeches during practices, like... He is the kind of coach that I would kill myself for. And you, you see a lot of tape of other coaches during practices or halftime speeches in the locker room. You're like, this guy's a piece of shit. You can tell he does not give a damn about any of his players. He just wants to win for himself. And a good coach wants to win, but he wants his players to be the best players they can be individually as well. And I think Lovey Smith is that guy. I really do. So he's your fifth? Yeah, okay. yeah, he'll round it out. Yeah. <laughs> so I only have one that you guys didn't mention, but kind of alluding to what Brian just said, I think he's a locker room guy, just like watching his videos and post game speeches, and that's Sean McDermott. Yeah. That, that was my backup one. Yep, yep. And then just, yeah, no, no one else other than Belichick, Andy Reid, Mike Tomlin, but like what Scott said, for some reason I kind of have a man crush on John Harbaugh, so he was making this list. <laughs> So, yeah, McDermott would be the only guy I had that you guys didn't list. So I find it interesting with Scott and I, there's the McVeigh and Shanahan, um, who both come from the elder Shanahan coaching tree. I mean, not no longer coaching, but Mike Shanahan forever. For sure. Oh, I'll take those two Super um, Bowls. <laughs> interestingly, Lovey Smith comes from the Tony Dungy. E- even is, though he was a Bears from coach? what Mike Tomlin came from. Yeah. Yep. So uh, also another. And also another one that is a like Tomlin and and Smith are very similar in the fact that they care about their players. Like, so there was an interesting uh, thing I saw where it was a uh, an ex Steelers defensive back who like had the the doctors ready to say, "No, he can play." And oh yeah, went yeah. to Tomlin and <coughs> and uh, Tomlin listened for like five minutes. He's like, like, "I had like thirty minutes of reasons why I could play." And Tomlin's like, "Just just stop right there." Like, if you were my kid, we wouldn't even have started having this discussion. Like, you're not playing. Like, I have to put my head down at night. Like, I have to be able to go to sleep knowing I didn't put someone in danger. Decisions I make can impact other people's yep. lives. And I kind of yep. get the idea that Lovey Smith is the same way. Yeah. That, yes, he's going to make a decision. He wants to win the games, but he's not going to do it at the expense of the health of his players. And I think they all respect that. I know the Bears players that played for him loved the man. And also, we fired him after he went 10-6. I know. I know. And we've been <laughs> terrible ever fucking since. The Curse of Lovey Smith. That was your best year in a while. I know. Yeah. And Sean McDermott, yeah, great. Hasn't quite won the big game yet. Yeah, no. But, <clears throat> but he's, mean, al- but he's co- also <coughs> relatively new. And and the years that he's putting in, he's got a team in front of him that is that could get built on year after year after year. When you have all the pieces in place, as someone moves out and you're moving someone in, you're in a, such a good situation. So as long as they can keep a winning tradition, players are going to want to go there. Uh, but now it's on him to put it together and get the big win. Also, I know you're happy to have Brian Dable as a Giants coach, and I would be too. And I know part of that 
Josh Allen's trajectory, you can attribute to that. But compared to how bad we were four years in, we it's been like going up and up every year. So yeah, I mean, I think one of the things you see with this is that a lot of these coaches come from uh, the coaching trees that we discussed earlier this year, this summer. Um, you know, the, the guys that learn from yeah. the coaches that you really work some great. Of the best. And yeah. you learn how to handle the locker room and uh, how, how to deal with adversity. How You see someone else leading all these teams and how Fucked they deal players. with it. Yep, players <laughs> with massive egos. Uh, and except all of those characteristics are seem to be missing from Bill Belichick. So it's not... That's the. It's not like the only way to do it is to connect with your players. Although maybe that is how you do it more and more nowadays. You have to be a little bit more connected with them, where his old school ways might be going away. You know, I I don't know. I wouldn't say it's going away. I think it makes a difference because Bill Belichick is a very different kind of coach. Anything he does personally with his players is kept very private. But I've read a lot of stuff about him where he does constant phone checks. He'll mm. stop into people's houses. Not the kind of lovey-dovey stuff you would see on mm. camera, but he'll do it off camera. Okay. But it's also like, you want to play for a guy that knows how to win. And a lot of players like, you can treat me like garbage. If you coach me how to mm. win and we mm-hmm. win, I'm okay with you treating me like fucking shit. You mm-hmm. know? So it's a weird mixture of things, I think, especially with Belichick. And there are some players who will straight up Say they absolutely loved playing for Bill Belichick. Oh yeah, Teddy yeah. Bruschi yep. loved playing yep. for that man, and I'm sure he's not the only one. Yeah, he he, he can't be. I, I just cannot believe that he's the only one. So I know some of them chafe under the idea that they can't say a whole lot in front of the media. Yeah, but it's that kind of thing. Like you know, it's a family. You keep that shit close to the vest. True. You know, like and I can see that's that's a good mm-hmm. coaching scheme mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. I hope in a few years we're talking about the Giants coach. That we're talking about, uh, I just looked at him and I forgot. Oh, Mike Brian McDaniels. Daniel. Mike mm. McDaniel. Like McDaniel. Right? Not yep. Josh McDaniels. Yep. I was confused. Mike McDaniel. Too. But like like the, this newer crop of coaches that like when I watch them coach and I, I, I listen to their interviews, I'm like, these seem like the right kind of people for a team. Like they really do. And they got the smarts to back it up. Like I hope in a few years we're talking about these people of like, yep. oh yeah, yep. you know, one one or two time Super Bowl championship coach, you know, it could happen. You never know. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, that's just the, kind of our take on the top coaches. I mean, those top four, I think you could, other than Belichick, you could make an argument for any, where any of them fall. Um, Do you guys know how many of the active coaches have more than one Super Bowl championship? No, but I'm going to go with one. One. Bill Belichick. One. Yeah. There's a reason why he's considered the best coach of all time. Wait, no. Tomlin doesn't have more than one? Nope. Tomlin only has one. Yeah, he's the only one with more than one. Is he the only one with more than one? Actively Actively coaching. Mm Mm-hmm. I will say this also about... I will say this about Tomlin and the Steelers, though. It's It's a fascinating thing with that particular franchise Fuck, and that won. in my lifetime and I'm 45 the Steelers have had three head coaches and before your lifetime only three other ones yeah six coaches in their entire fucking history that is a lot of consistency that is they take time when they pick when they hire when they hire a new head coach they really do their due diligence it fucking matters it does I mean from Chuck Knoll to Bill Cowher 
That's our to lifetime. Mike Tomlin. Yeah. That's our lifetime with and, the Steelers. And our lifetime was the towards the end of Chuck Knowles. Yeah, he was no longer great yeah. towards the end there. But then Bill Cowher built him right back up. Yep. Bill Cowher leaves. Tomlin has carried yeah. them through. What, 13 years now with mm-hmm. Tomlin? I believe yeah. so. Yeah, he, when he started, he was the youngest head yeah. coach at NFL 2007. So, Fuck, 15, 15 years. years. Holy, shit. Holy shit. Yeah, pretty amazing when you consider the uh, the Steelers' model for consistency. Mike Tomlin has been a Steelers coach as long as I've lived in New York. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's insane. Right? All right, so last thing we want to discuss before we get into the picks. There are five 4-1 and one teams in the NFL. And this is not to shit on the Giants, but this is the question. But it is to shit on the Giants. A little bit. A little bit. Are it's they the worst? Is this worded specifically... Asking if they're the worst four and one team? Okay. Currently. Then it is to shit on the Giants. Okay. Right. Well, they have beaten all but one team that they've played. So it's not really shitting on them. They are four and one. And they beat the Packers. It's a good win. Yep. Well, you know, if they want to beat that one other team, they'd be five and oh right now. Yep. That's and the, Chris and the Cowboys wouldn't be four and one. <laughs> but the Bills, the Cowboys, the Vikings, the Chiefs, and the Giants. Um I mean it's hard to say that the Giants aren't the worst of the four and one, but that's like I would still really prefer my team to be forward one so, and be in that group. I'll be honest with you. Okay, right. so yeah. let's let's take the Bills and the Chiefs off right away because they are they're monsters. They've been playing like monsters. They're legitimate four and one teams. Uh, yes. Right. Yeah. And the Vikings only loss, and it was a bad one, but prime time against the Eagles, who are the only undefeated team in the NFL currently. Yeah. Um. The Vikings, they 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 look good. They look good. Well, they're they're going to be favorites over a lot of people. Um. So. I think you can also take them off the list. To me, it's down to the Giants or the Cowboys. And the Cowboys uh, will find out this Sunday. The Cowboys have a super talented defense. Absolutely. Uh, that is scary. It's hard to break. And their offense with the red replacement is looking kind of fine. <laughs> so, um, oh, He's not the red rifle. He's the red replacement. <laughs> the red That's replacement. fantastic. No, Cooper Rush, uh, he wouldn't be the Red Rifle. Oh, no, I know. No, I, I get like it. That. The Red Replacement's a great yeah. name, though. Um, so, so as, as in, the expectation is that when Dak Prescott comes back, their offense should be even better. So, uh, how are the Giants not the worst 4 and one team? Uh, I, I, I think it's... Tell you what, though, yeah. the Giants' defense has played very well. <coughs> Saquon Barkley looks like he is back to pre-knee injury shape. That man is, I believe, leading the league in rushing right now. But also, I mean, clearly, Saquon being 100% healthy is making a massive difference. Absolutely, because their wide receiver room is depleted. I want to give credit to Daniel Jones. I really do. Like You have to. He does not put up numbers. You will never start Daniel Jones in a fantasy league unless you have 32 teams in your fantasy league. Only if you're in, like, a two-quarterback league. Yeah, maybe it's two-quarterback league. But, like, he's doing enough to win. And I fucking hate to say it, but the Giants are playing a lot like when they won the two Super Bowls against the Patriots. They're doing just enough of the right things and just not enough of the wrong things to win. And you can win a Super Bowl that way. You're Eli Manning. You know, exactly. This is is his redemption year because he was stuck behind an O-line that was an absolute sieve. uh, And then some injuries in there. Having a little bit more time to throw, now he's finally going to be, you know, get a little bit of practice out on the field, you know, and with a coach that is somehow a bit of a, of a QB whisperer that yeah. doesn't hurt. <laughs> um, they everyone says that he's got a lot of physical talent. 
his his rushing is 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 good. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, not overly done. No, so I'll take I'll take a mid level QB and then build around him. I think that's a good way to go. I know there's some chatter about you know should they take a QB in the in the draft and uh, you know I to me I'd rather you know continue to build around him. If this pace continues, if yeah. his pace continues. Well, we talked about it preseason, but one of the big things the Giants did for him is they used their first-round pick for on, a, on a left tackle out of Alabama. Right tackle. Right tackle. Excuse me. Yes, Evan Neal, who's had some games who look good, some mm-hmm. games look like a rookie, but he's a fucking rookie, yeah. so that's to but be expected. A lot of teams were scraping the bottle of the 7th, <laughs> 8th round pick for a QB just in case our starters doesn't work out. And if you're an eighth-round QB, outside of very few exceptions, you're not really NFL caliber. It, I'm not trying to shit on you here, but they got rid of the eighth round of the draft in, like, 1980. No, sixth, seventh, seventh, whatever it is. Yeah. Seventh, seventh, whatever the last one is, you know. You're and talking like, about so Zappy? Most teams learn. <laughs> you got Zappy! You got Zappy! Fucking Zappy was fun as shit to watch, you know? <laughs> yeah, just a quick side I'd love note. for him to be an exception. Uh, to yeah. all the Patriots fans, I just want to apologize for saying I thought the Lions could score points on Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick's defense. <laughs> no. Bill Belichick got Jared Goff's yeah. number yeah. badly. Yeah. He smothered him in the Super Bowl they played, and boy, was that an ass whooping. And a week ago, we were talking mad shit about fucking Goff lighting up the numbers. And Bill Belichick said, we're going to put it into this. Yep. <laughs> and he did it in a hurry. <laughs> all right. Ah, uh, so... Let's get into our picks for the week. Uh, side note, if you are playing fantasy football, keep in mind, the Lions, the Raiders, the Texans, and the Titans all have their bye week. Get those players out of your starting lineups. We'll start with the game that happened last night. Um, oh, 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 I, I pick Washington. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, Washington, Chicago. I, uh, it's not much of a bright note, but I will say there was more touchdowns scored in this than the Colts and the Broncos scored in the previous Thursday. One? Two. Two touchdowns. <laughs> Two whole touchdowns. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Bears managed to get into the red zone three times and come away with zero, zero points. points. Um, you know, but only one turnover. Um, somehow, Justin Fields survived this game where, to say constant duress, would kind of not really put into words how bad the protection was for him. Like, it feels like the Bears are committing assault every time they snap the ball, given the offensive line that they're supplying him with. Not every time. Three-fourths of the time. Okay. <laughs> if that man wasn't mobile, he'd be dead. Well, maybe not dead, but he'd be out for the season. But we always give quarterbacks pillows and blankets. and Nope. Not when they play for that <laughs> they, team. They softly cradle them First of all, ground. he is not Tom Brady and he is not Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, nor is he Carr. So apparently you don't get that kind of protection. Um, but ugly game. Listen, the commies won it. They, they found a way to win it. Uh, they managed to do play some really good defense in the red zone, and they won the game. I, I can't take anything away from them. Bears special teams gave that game away. Boy, that, that's a weird thing to that say. That was the second week in a row. No, I'm sorry. Second out of the last three weeks where that rookie muffed a punt in the last two minutes that absolutely cost us the game. Yep, yep. I mean, that was the game right there. Yep. I mean, not 100%. A lot better chance if he doesn't what, that punt. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Our likelihood of winning went through went way higher before he muffed that punt. Uh, on, the, it, on, it, a, on a note for the commies. You can muff a punt. Just fucking fall on it. Catch it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, on a note for the commies. Uh, Brian Robinson. Good for him. Wonderful really to see him back him. on the field after getting shot in the mm-hmm. leg twice this preseason. And the TD. 
And with a touchdown. Yeah. Nice way. I like it. Yeah, Although, really good at a certain yeah. point, I want to sit down and figure out just exactly how much Amazon is paying for each touchdown that is scored on oh, Thursday night. Oh, no. Because uh, it's going to be high, and um, it's not going to seem kind to look into it. But at the same time, these last couple Thursday night games are a prime example of why they shouldn't be playing Thursday night games. It's not enough time for, to prepare. The players are already beat up from the previous week. This is just ugly football we're seeing on Thursdays. Was that an unintentional pun? It's a prime example. hey <laughs> Amazon's in your brain, man. <laughs> I love Thursday games. I love that there's more football. Sunday and Monday is cool. I'd like an extra game on Thursday. But schedule the games accordingly. Mm-hmm. If you have a Thursday game, you can play a Sunday game. Or, you know, a Monday game the next week. And, like, give, you, give yourself more space. They do a really good job on the London games, and they're going to do a good job on the Germany games of having making sure there's more than six weeks between, coming off of a bye week kind of thing. Right, you know, I was right. like, that makes sense. Do that for the Thursday games. It Give makes the, no yeah, sense have not the guy, to do that. Do it later you know? in the season. Have the teams coming off the bye yeah. play the Thursday. Or, off of a bye, have two Thursday games. Why the fuck not, you know? Sure. Give them all at least adequate rest, so we're watching the best yeah. possible game. You're getting game. three days to rest and prepare for a game, and it's just, it's shown the last few years, it's not enough. They're almost always the worst game of the week. And it doesn't matter the, the caliber of the teams that are playing, it's usually not good. Even the, if they're like, you know, oh, we think these teams would be really, really good. And like Broncos Colts, good example. We thought those teams would be much better at this point of the season. They weren't. They thought they were going to be. It's still a garbage fucking game. The time slot, the scheduling, just oh yeah, just bad. do better. Do better, NFL. Absolutely. All right, so uh, let's get into the picks. First off, we have San Francisco going to Atlanta. Oh, I'm sorry, they're not going to Atlanta. They're not going to Atlanta. Atlanta is the home team. <laughs> they are going overseas for this game as well. Uh, so 9:30 a.m. For those of you on the uh, West Coast, that's I believe 6:30 a.m. Wake up early to set those fantasy leagues. Um, I'm going to be honest here. I know Atlanta played Tampa Bay really well last week, but um, I do not see how this game in any way goes Atlanta's way. You don't think Marietta owns the Niners secondary? Nope. (laughs) I see San Francisco rolling. And I'm going to say by 10 to 13 points. Oh, wow. I'd let you know my prediction because I'm not sure if I'm going to start Debo in my fantasy league or not. You should. If, if I sit him, they will romp the Falcons and everything will go through Debo Samuels. Yep. If I play him, they'll beat the Falcons 13-7. <laughs> I, I think these uh, international trips are tough on in an <coughs> unexpected way just because the jet lag <clears throat> screws a lot of things up and it, there's no rhyme and reason who it hits and how bad it hits them, so... That's always a, a you know bit of an X, Most X factor. Most of them fly with out like Sunday night. They're there Monday. But he, but still, it's, it's still it's, you know yeah. it's you never know. Uh, that being said, I, I hard to argue with the 49ers. It's you know, yeah against Atlanta. They're they're yeah. they're playing but the they're jet playing lag for the 49ers is going to be even worse for them though because it yeah, will be like two more they're hours. playing yeah. at six thirty in the morning their time. Well, I mean for Atlanta, it's still just like what. 8.30 their time? Sure, but again, like these are weird times for players to be getting ready to play. Like Two to three days overseas is not enough to really get your body acclimated to the time difference. Wah. I mean, they're professional <laughs> athletes, don't get me wrong, but that's a weird-ass time to be considering waking up to play a football game. 
Because that's not waking up at 6.30 mm -hmm. and then getting ready. That's, yeah. that's waking up at like 4. Yeah. Which sounds very weird to say. I still don't... I mean, I understand they want to squeeze in an extra game on Sunday. You couldn't have a night game in London, a night game in Germany. Like, That'd be pretty like, awesome to have on. the Sunday night game be overseas. Come and on. then actually mm -hmm. televise it yeah. to where we could see it other than the NFL Network. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That'd be awesome. But it's not the money. Plus, your Chris Collinsworth complained about the food in London or something of that sort. It'd be just kind of hilarious as well. Ooh, they should make him go there. They really should. Him specifically. <laughs> and leave him. <laughs> Never leave to be brought him. back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Um, I'm going to say Atlanta keeps it interesting in the first oh, half. Oh. Oh. oh, no, I'm picking San Fran, but I think Atlanta at least makes it a game till halftime, and then San Fran gets rolling. That seems fair. All right. New England travels to Cleveland, where Bill Belichick, uh, I'm sure he's had a revenge game or 95 or so against Cleveland <laughs> at this point in his career. However, I'm sure, long time. I'm sure there's still got to be a little saltiness there. I think he's pretty happy he's not in Cleveland. <laughs> Most people would be. Uh, but I think uh, New England is, you know, as good as New England's defense looked last week, uh, I, I think Cleveland can make this a little interesting because I think Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are just such excellent running mm -hmm. backs. And there's no Damian Harris this week for the Patriots, but the Cleveland run defense is terrible, and Ramondi Stevenson ran all over the Lions last week. I kind of see the same thing. Bailey Zappi is going to be able to have a, night, a lot of play-action passes. I, I'm pretty sure Belichick's like, oh, I can – Definitely scheme against my old backup quarterback, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Brissett didn't do enough to be... It's, it's Jacoby Brissett. Come uh, on. I mean, it's, it's not like <laughs> Belichick was like, oh, I know all of his little habits. He barely watched him, I'm sure. So I'm just uh, saying he knows the ins and outs of that player. Uh, uh, maybe. I, do you I, want I'm Bill skeptical. Belichick to have any advantage over your, your, your quarterback? I, I just, I'm a little skeptical that he actually has that much insight into him. He wasn't with with New England for that long, and he wasn't that important to New England when he was there. So, right. he played behind uh, Garoppolo. He played behind Brady. I, I thought he also played behind. Was Garoppolo. he a third stringer? I think so. Oh wow! I don't know. I can be wrong. There's a good chance I'm wrong. I uh, could be wrong too because I don't pay that much attention to the New England backups. <laughs> I also, I also think that that Ramondre Stevenson running all over Detroit is not the same thing as running all over. Cleveland. So that's fair. Yeah. Austin Eckler had 16 carries for 170 yards last week against the, the Cleveland Browns. I, but you never know. Right. I, yeah. it, he's no Austin Eckler. True. And I don't think Cleveland is that porous of a defense. I, I have Cleveland They're winning. Not good. I have Cleveland winning. I think. I think oh, the oh. offensive weapons on both sides wow. are balanced more towards Cleveland. Okay. But it's like, it's like a three point game. It's, you know. I have Cleveland winning as well, but it's because Bailey Zappi spends too much time in the red light district this week. <laughs> and he's just zapped of his energy. He gets zapped. Yeah. <laughs> Have they played this game in Holland? You can find a red light district in Europe oh, anywhere. He's not in Europe. They're going to Cleveland. Oh, fuck. I was thinking of the other game. Oh, in Cleveland. Oh, yeah. fuck. There's no red light district there. There's a DMZ, I think, there. Cleveland yeah. Rocks? <laughs> He's getting his Cleveland rocks off. There you go. Uh, I, I do say New England by, I'm going to say, uh, we'll go 24 to 17. 
I just want Nick Chubb to give me a bunch of yeah. fantasy points. I'll say, g- give me Cleveland in a close one. Nick uh, Chubb, huge game. Oh, I'm going New England. Wow. All right. I'm the only one going New England yeah. in this game? Hey, Eric's all up on the Chubb. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Full Chubb, baby. Full Chubb. The uh, New York Jets. Jets. I'm going Jets. I want the Jets to beat the fucking Packers. I, 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 I so want the Battle of the Green to go to the Jets. Oh. I'm also going Jets. I'm excited for this one. I'm going Jets big time. Because they've been, when, they're, when they win, they're so fun to watch. They're not a good team, but when they win, they're so fun to watch. I just want to see the look on Rodgers' face when they lose. Losing to the Jets. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I have no like genuine logical reason to pick the Jets. I just want them to win this one. Because if the Jets win, you'll feel so much better knowing that you sided with them. Where the Packers, you're like, I mean, they're probably going to win by, like, five, six points. (laughs) And that's no fun. Just to be right. Like, I don't need to be right. I'll take the Jets because it's fun, especially watching, like, Brees Hall really start lighting it up. Dude, if he gets, like, a 200-yard game against the Pack, oh, fuck, that's good football. Yeah. I cannot believe I'm going to say this, but I'm going with Green Bay. And I think they're going to win probably by about... A touchdown, if not 10 points. It's Raider to your own division. 27 to 17. I'll go Green Bay over the Jets. Letting facts get in the way. It is what it is. Making logical picks. I know. Jacksonville Jaguars travel to the Colts. I don't know who either of these teams are at this point. I don't know who either of these teams are at this point. I don't know who either of these teams are at this point. (laughs) They don't know. Like, before this last week, I'd say Jacksonville, hands right, down. Right, And, like, apparently not. Now they're the Jags of old, you know? Like, what the fuck? I, like, I, I do think the Jags have the Colts number recently. Everybody has the Colts number recently. <laughs> oh, hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. Um, the Colts have gone 3-8 and eight versus the Jaguars in road games since 2012. But the Colts have dominated the Jaguars at home going 8-12, and 12, or 8-2 and two in that same span. Oh wow! So, yes. So that's thank a fascinating you for the, statistic. Of very different teams throughout history, because again, <clears throat> okay, these are two teams mm-hmm. that, like, in the last few years, have been very different teams every fucking Absolutely. season. You know, absolutely because the the Colts against Jacksonville. There's been some years where Jacksonville's team was just absolute garbage. Yeah. Yep. And they still look like they have the pieces in place to be a good team this year. Trevor Lawrence looked like he was yeah. on his way up. Although not, I will not say, last week, but <clears throat> up until last week. Like, and the, yeah, and we, have talked, we have talked about how the Texans always seem to play hard. Um, I'm sorry. I, this is gonna, I cannot believe I'm saying this, but I think the Jags win. I'm going to say it's close, though. I'm going to say, like, I'm going to go 21 to 20. And I just I don't have any real reason for it. Other than the Colts looked so lost on offense against the, the Broncos. And the Broncos have a good defense, don't get me wrong here, but even with Jonathan Taylor, the last time he played, 20 carries for 42 yards. Yeah. I, I think the Jags, and it's going to be stupid. They're just going to air the ball out. It's going to be <clears throat> something like 37 to 17. Like the ghost of Mark Brunel. I love like it. Like the, the, the Colts are just dead <laughs> lost. They don't know what to do. And the Jaguars are like finally just starting to put the pieces that they've been putting together. It clicks. And the more the Colts just fall apart, the more they're like, watch us watch us play. Yeah. Give me Jags 
what you said, but it could go either way. You could be 100%. Well, the, like, you know, maybe the, Matt Ryan goes, oh, yeah, I do know how to throw a football, you know? <laughs> distinct possibility. Like, I really, I can't, I can't peg this one at all, you Does know? anyone look like he's aged more in the last four years than Matt Ryan? Oh, God, he does. Oh, fuck. Like, yeah. he looks older than Brady. Yeah. And he's, like, seven years younger. I think he had like some ancient Egyptian curse that wore off as soon as he got well, traded. <laughs> Brady, Brady is a bad comparison. I think you got to compare him to Aaron Rodgers. You know, it would be a nice looks. score for this game since it's Matt Ryan. Jags twenty-eight, uh, Colts three. Uh, <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> even even if they won, if the Colts won twenty-eight to three, it's still like a loss for Matt Ryan. Because right? <laughs> that number came back again. No, 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 hold on, hold on. Colts are up 21 to 3, right? They're making a push all the way down the field. Inexplicably, they pull up for a field goal. Like, to just, avoid the 20. Just Matt Ryan be like, nope. <laughs> like, nope I don't nope, want to see that score ever again. again. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. All right, so Minnesota travels to Miami. The Miami team that apparently cannot play pass defense. Nope. This is not a good team to not be able to play pass defense against. And can't do shit without Tua, so... Yes! Uh, and they'll be starting Skyler... I don't even Th- know his last name. Thompson. Thompson. Undrafted rookie. Dude, that is white. Out of uh, Kansas State, I believe. Skyler that is, Thompson. Oh, no, you are incorrect, Matthew. Oh. Uh, he's seventh round... Pick number 247. Ah, so close to being... He was also almost so Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> out of, out of Kansas State, though, correct? So, yeah. So, yeah. Not, the, so not, the, not the illicit eighth round that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> 247. Three hairs away from it. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, Minnesota. But I mean, Tyreek Hill did say he could get 100 yards receiving with a reporter with quarterback. Yeah, so. quarterback yeah. But hold on. The unexpected rookies this year, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe he pulls a little zappy, you know? It is possible. Um, I don't see it. <sighs> I guess Minnesota, I don't think so. No, I think I, Justin I Jefferson and Adam up. Thielen have a yep. light up, but I think Dalvin yep. Cook finally really gets going yep. running the ball. Yep. I mean, I can easily see Cook having two TDs and the receiving core having three. Yes, this easily could be a right real now. good get-right yeah. game for Minnesota. Against that Miami secondary, oh, they're going to fucking torch them. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to get a little little ugly down there in Miami for the, for the Dolphins. Especially because now they don't have the advantage of just that extreme heat and oppressive humidity. I could, we're going to October now. It's not quite as bad down there for those teams that are visiting. It's still humid, but it's not awful. Yeah. yeah. When you hit that 90 degree, 90% humidity, taking a breath is like drowning. So yeah. it's, it, you, you start dropping that temperature down even by 10 degrees, yeah. the humidity down by, by 10%. It, it's oh, very, very difference. different. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going Miami. I just don't trust Minnesota. Oh, oh. But you, you realize that we didn't pick Miami. When you said you, yeah, you sounded like you were agreeing with us, but uh, he's his own person. I he can pick whatever wrong thing. Well, he, he no, he walked out and wasn't yeah. listening to what us. When was so the last know. time you hunted a skunk, sir? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Me no. either. I right. just don't trust Minnesota at all. You realize it's also not a primetime game. It's so one we, p.m., baby. So we get mm-hmm. Kirk yeah. good play. Kirk Cousins in the afternoon. He's fucking gold. Afternoon, yeah. Kirk Cousins is amazing. <laughs> he gets he, he gets to play the game. He gets to be in bed by seven thirty. It's all good, baby. And then. The next game is one of the ones where I truly am kind of lost. I'm going to have to make a pick here, like, under duress. 
I don't know who to pick out of the Bengals and, and the Saints. I don't on it like are they gonna let Taysom Hill play ball like he did last week? He had some good plays last he week. He did. He did. And Cincinnati, T. Higgins was hurt last week. Are they actually gonna let him play? Because we thought he was gonna play last week. Like, well, if it had been in the right situation, yeah. we would have let him. You mean in a game where you're down by less than a touchdown, that's not the right situation to have that man on the field? I think Seems he, weird. I think he was on the practice field yesterday. Okay. I don't know how much he actually practiced, but, but he was on the field at least. Are we not due for just an explosive Cincinnati offensive game? Yes. But this I is guess. not the defense that I would think it would come against. I, I don't think it will either. Marshawn Lattimore I, is the shutdown quarter, cornerback in the league right now. I think Cincinnati wins. Um... Not by a lot. Uh, I think it's a low-scoring affair, like, you know, 20 or below kind of thing. Whoever's got the ball last is going to win in this one, and it's going to be a tight race. Uh, I, I want to see, a you know, Bengals make it rain. <clears throat> it would be nice to see, you know, Kamara and Hill split, you know, six touchdowns. That would be <laughs> fucking cool, too, but I, I, I don't know that that's going to happen. <clears throat> okay. If Olave comes back from concussion this week, which is a maybe at this point. It is. Yeah. I take New Orleans by three. No Olave, Cincinnati by three. There. Yeah. I yeah. think in terms of rookie impact, that is the biggest one. I really do. He's had a and great If he can't year. play, yeah, Cincinnati. Because if he can't play, you don't have Michael Thomas either. So now you are down to Kamara and Taysom Hill. Yeah. That's not a great situation to be in. And it's if they let Taysom Hill do Taysom Hill things. Which they're still really technically on the a about, tight end, you know, in quotation marks, yeah. tight end. <laughs> considering he has had, I think, one target this yeah. year. Give me, give me, Cincy by ten. By ten. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair. All right. I really want the Giants to win. The Ravens travel really to New Jersey to, to take on the New York Giants. <sighs> um. I I my heart wants to pick the Giants, but I just. I can't. And the Baltimore defense is prime for Saquon to have a great game, for Daniel Jones to have time to throw to whoever the fuck is healthy enough to play for him at wide receiver. <laughs> at this point, I mean, Kenny Galladay's $40 million contract is just like an albatross hanging around them at this point. Yeah. Um, but Baltimore, I, I just think that I think Lamar and Mark Andrews is enough to get them over the hump in this game against what has been a very salty Giants defense this year. Um, I, I think Baltimore wins. I don't think it's going to be by a lot, though. I think we're looking at like a 24-21 to 21 type of game. Yeah, I think it'll be close. But I, I see Lamar Jackson doing Lamar Jackson things against the Giants' defense. Yeah. My concern is that, with not just with Lamar and Mark Andrews, but Dobbins out there, I think that's where the Baltimore run game is just going to open up the entire field. You know, and then whenever they want to, you know, send the ball long, like, there's, we're, we're fucked. So, you know, I, as much as I was saying, I was, you know, yay, I'm going to pick the Jets because it seems so fun. I just can't bring myself to, to pick my Giants on this one. I got I to gotta take Baltimore, same kind of thing. I, I, I want to see some good offense. I want to see Saquon continue doing what he's doing. You know, give him 120 yards. That'd be awesome. But he's not enough to carry the team, yeah. so. Oh, it won't be as boring as, like, a, you know, Broncos Colts game or Bears Commies game. It'll as be long, a good game. One can only hope. As long as it's not on Thursday, we'll be all right. <laughs> I let my heart pick the Giants. 
Oh. This is another one, just like the Jets. I was like, giddy. I was like, fuck it, we're going Giants. <laughs> Giggity. All right. Tampa Bay travels to Pittsburgh, where the Steelers are kind of reeling at this point. I do think Kenny Pickett has played quite well for a rookie so far, given the, the team he had to play last week was just, that's a brutal first start to go against the Bills this season. That is brutal. He at least had some plays beforehand, but yeah. And he like, showed a lot of heart in that game. And like, you're starting as the Bills. Like, yep. most people's Super Bowl picks before the season started. And he knew that. Yep. Like, oh, go play them. No problem. Yeah, yeah. Your first start? Yeah, get out there. Good luck. I do I do like Pickens. I do. I like him a lot. Yep. Uh, I think Tampa Bay, though, I think their defense is able to hold up against a Pittsburgh offensive line that is not very good this year. Um, Pittsburgh's defense, it's really missing T.J. Watt. That lack of that pass rush is really hurting them. R- really, you think? Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. Uh, You're not so good we don't have fucking T.J. Watt? <laughs> yeah, 21 or so sacks last season. It's weird how that changes things. Um, but I'm going to say that Tampa Bay wins this. However, Pittsburgh gets at least two roughing the passer uh, penalties called against them. Uh, simply because Tampa Bay, I think Brady will be... Slide the check into that pocket of the uh, one of the refs before the game. Pittsburgh's going to get called for roughing the passer during a kick. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Tom Brady's got some serious bribe money going on because you know there's a good chance that he's going to make money off his divorce. Apparently, Giselle makes oh, us got money. more than him yeah. significantly yeah. Yeah. more. So I mean, you know, he's, if he gets a little bit of that, come on now. I think the big concern for, for any of the Pittsburgh players that might score a touchdown is like. How do you do a I'm delivering my divorce papers dance in the end zone? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, worth the penalty. Well, Please how do you, how do you, oh, totally worth how the penalty. How do you do a Zach Wilson sliding into Giselle's DMs dance oh. in the end zone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, got, I got bucks by ten. I think I think they sail the ball. Yeah, yeah I, got, I got the bucks by at least ten. Yeah, I say bucks by about ten. However, yeah. I do think the picket to pickens combo does show up a little more in this game. I, I think so. that that I is something so. they can really yep. build on. Uh, Fryermuth had his third concussion in his career last week, so not sure if he's going to play. That's a lot of concussions in yeah. a season and five games. Yeah, that we know about. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't know how you could not pick Tampa in this one. And I feel bad for Pittsburgh because they had the Bills and now they got Tampa coming mm-hmm. in. But, yeah, going Bucks. Carolina, now Matt Ruleless. Uh, travels to L.A., uh, it is a good thing, to take on a Rams team that is probably a little pissed off right now, and I don't think that's a good thing for Carolina at all. With a new coach? Uh, yeah, you know? new new quarterback this week, too. Yep, uh, yep. It is not Baker Mayfield no, starting this uh, week. Um, I, I will find it right now. But I, I think even without that, I think... It, it doesn't I, matter. I cared Even so little, but Baker. I didn't realize there was another... Yeah, just... Oh, yeah, my God. It's, oh, it's P.J. Gonna, Walker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Doesn't he sound like a tight end? <laughs> a little bit. Uh, all right. I, yeah, so um, I, I think this is a bit of a get-right game for the Rams. I think Aaron Donald is probably a little pissed off. He he has been he's been simmering all year. He had some very good plays but against Dallas. He had he had, a, he had another uh, kind of blow-up on a sideline recently. Like mm-hmm. he's angry right now. Yep. He's gonna he's gonna fucking kill someone. Probably. Probably P.J. Walker. So who's their third <laughs> string? <Yeah. laughs> well, it's not even Sam Darnold. He's not even back from injury yet. So, Oh, is he still hurt? Yeah. 
They're in a bad spot. Who's their tight end that can throw the Damn, ball we're in, in a tight high spot. school? <laughs> I mean, yeah, the Rams all the way. Yeah, I'm taking yeah. Rams by, I would say, at least 10. The Carolina looked so inefficient against San Francisco last week. Uh, I will say McCaffrey having a nice little season after a couple years of being injured. So I'd like to see a little more of that. A lot of talk right now about Carolina just starting to trade pieces to build for the future. Yep, and McCaffrey yep. would be a definite piece they could sell off to I, get a lot of stuff in return. So Saw some chatter about the Bills and McCaffrey. Yeah, that'd be fucking saying. sweet. Uh, I don't know if they can afford I'll, that with I'll their chatter, salary. Can. But yeah. That'd be sweet. They you can, know? but I was gleefully reading that. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but give me the Rams big. All right. Arizona travels to the surprise Seattle Seahawks with Geno Smith. As of last week, the most accurate quarterback in the NFL this season. You heard me right. As yeah. of last week, the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. Uh, and I think he completed Smith. almost 70% of his passes last week, too. So he should still be number one. Yeah. And maybe this is a sign that, hey, Russ, did uh, did Hot Lockett and DK Metcalf have a little bit to do with your success? Are, you, are they any years? good? Are you a system know. quarterback? Oh. Ooh, hot take. Maybe. Maybe. I will say hey, it's going to be... His, his rushing says otherwise. His rushing <laughs> athleticism definitely speaks to other than that. But the rest of it... Yep. Does that all go to the coach? He's not shown any arm That's, this season for the Broncos. I, I so. mean, yeah. Pete Carroll, the QB whisperer over here, like... Geno okay. fucking Smith doing a great fucking job I, in Seattle. Really, and is. you know what? For that reason, I'm going Seahawks. I am too. I'm going Seahawks. I I, I am as well. Uh, I am a little. Uh, I have got a little bit of a of, of a little heartbroken for Rashad Penny, who broke his leg last oh, week. I know he had signed a yeah. one year prove it deal after uh, they had decided not to pick up his fifth year option for his rookie year for a rookie contract. Uh, guy just plays so hard, but his body refuses to stay yeah. healthy. Um, so Kenneth Walker will be getting the start for Seattle. I think they have DJ Dallas as their backup running back, who has produced in the past also. Oh, yeah, he's got good games in and, his history. Um, yeah. Also, unless DK Metcalf has to get another cart ride to the locker room for the bubble guts, uh, <laughs> I don't see Arizona slowing him down at all. Because Arizona's kind of a mess um, this year. I do uh. think Arizona's offense can finally have a little bit of a get-right game against Seattle. Their running game is going to suck still, but I think Hollywood and Zach Ertz are going to have some good games here. And after this week, Arizona finally gets DeAndre Hopkins back off suspension. And I think that's going to be a a shot in the arm that they really need. If he can step right back into his old role, absolutely. Yep, and that's just going to – that will be so beneficial to this offense to have that other target. Um, But I don't think it matters this week. I think Seattle wins. But I think this is going to be a pretty high-scoring affair. Like, this is one of those games I could see being like a – like a thirty-five to thirty-one, or some somewhere in that range. I think it'll be a fun game to watch based on how these teams have been playing so far this season. Um, again, not great teams, but Seattle's been surprising. And can someone look up the NFC West? I'd like to know who's in who's in the lead in the NFC West right now because um, it's kind. Of, it's it's not Arizona. I think Seattle might be. Uh, the Niners. The Niners are currently? But it's, I mean, Niners are 3-2, and two, and then everyone else is 2-3. and three. Oh, no kidding. So it's one of those divisions. It's like, whoa, we're all kind of not great. We'll see how it settles out. Garbage, I, I think the 49ers will end up taking that division by a few games. But, um, yeah, I'm taking Seattle in this game. Then we have the rematch of 
13 seconds left. And the, Buffalo and, travels and this year's to possible AFC Kansas Championship. City for what could you very know? well be the AFC Championship, depending on how the playoff mm-hmm. brackets and everything break down. Um, Buffalo trying to go back to get revenge over Kansas City. Kansas City just had an amazing game against the Raiders. Down 17, came back to win. But Travis Kelsey, 24 yards receiving. And four touchdowns. Yep. Almost lost my fantasy game in one league because of that. <laughs> I lost. I ended up winning by three points. <laughs> I was I was scared shitless. Um, I'll be honest. If this was in the playoffs, I would probably pick Kansas City. Oh. Given this is the first time they're meeting since that playoff game, I think Buffalo comes in angry, and I I picked them to win by not a whole lot. I'm gonna say like four points. I think it's gonna be a close game. I think it's gonna be a fun game. Um, but I see them coming out on top, and I, I'm hoping that this is more of a also another one of those like 34 or 35-32. 32 is a weird score to get, but you know, one of those higher scoring, yeah. close, fun games to watch. I'm 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 Team Buffalo in this one also, but same thing. I, 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 it comes down to whoever's got the ball last, and I'm not saying that to be an asshole. If I, I hear do it, Kels, again this year, this week, yeah. I was like, oh my god, it's just, you know it's, what they're doing. It's just going to be one of those. Back and forth battles, and uh, I, but I think Buffalo's the better team this year, and they're going to prevail. I say Buffalo gets the win, but they eke it out because Kansas City goes for too many two point conversions, and it comes back in the fourth quarter to bite them in the ass. Mm. Okay. Yeah, initially I was going to say Kansas City, but I, I agree with Maddie. I think Buffalo is going to roll in there, just fucking pissed off. Go with your team, man. Go with yeah. your team. So I, 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 yeah, I'm going to say Buffalo by like three to six. Also, on a very three to six, like they're going to win. By oh, three okay. To like I was like, oh what the God, hell? It would be garbage. I don't want to watch a game of six to three. I don't want to watch baseball. I don't watch the Broncos Colts again. I, I do want to point out one thing. I found. I know we're running tight on time here, but after that roughing the passer penalty, well, that game was kind of listless for Kansas City at that point. Like mm. the fans were out of it. When that roughing the passer penalty happened, that energized that crowd. So I hadn't heard a team, a team's fan base boo for that long. Then it goes into the half. They come out for the second half. They're still booing the refs loud. That was one of the greatest things. I was like, yes, you deserve every bit of the hate being thrown at you yes, right now. Yes. You worthless pieces of shit. Like, I, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. One of my favorite things I saw all last week. Uh, you know what, though? It also concerns me. Buffalo comes out hot and heavy. Mm. Right? They they smoke Mahomes. Roughing the passer out of the gate. That could change things. Sure. Now, all of a sudden, you're a little bit more tentative. And I tell hopefully you what. That's, hopefully, the refs stay out of it. After last week, Mahomes is now, and this is a pretty crazy stat, because no one else is even close to being over 400 in this situation. Brady's the next closest. At like He's won like 37% of the games. Mahomes is now 12-9 and nine in games where he's gone down by at least 10. What the fuck? That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is not something you hear about in the NFL, coming back from that many, that kind of deficit in that many games. But I think also a lot of that had to do with Tyreek Hill being able to get open in those wide-open Hail Mary passes. Sure. And that's a very different thing. True, so. but Valdez Scantling is capable of those. He, yeah. In yeah, fact, he comes yeah. up big at the weirdest times. This would be an interesting Marquez yeah, Valdez Scantling yeah, game. Yeah. True. All right. Sunday night, the game we will be covering on Twitch, half the distance live, 8 o'clock. Please come check us out. The Cowboys 
Rolling to the Eagles. This is for the lead in the division. Fly, Eagles, fly. Dallas at 4-1. Mm. Philadelphia, last undefeated team in the NFL. 5-0. Both teams have great defenses. Philadelphia, sorry to my buddies that live in Dallas, Philadelphia has the better offense right now. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that's yeah. in a whole lot of debate. Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. is playing like an MVP. They've got two great wideouts. They've got a great tight end. They've got like three running backs they can give the ball to. Dallas, on the other hand, Cooper Rush, not costing Dallas games. No. Uh, no. Not necessarily winning them for him, he's, but he's, not costing but him. But he's keeping them in every game. Yep. Not making mistakes. Right. Um, but Dallas, you got CeeDee Lamb. You still have Zeke Elliott. You got Tony Pollard at the in the backfield. Um, I think, giving it the fact that this is a rivalry, and given Micah Parsons in that defense, I think this game will be closer than most of the games Philadelphia has played, where usually they're up by about 24 in the second quarter and don't have to do shit the rest of the game. Philly's defense is great. Dallas's defense is great. I don't think this is going to be the super high-scoring affair I would love it to be, but I see Philadelphia winning this probably, I go 17-13. Oof. Uh, home team wins it for me. Uh, I think that home team energy. Uh, Eagles, Eagles are the complete team. Dallas might be better defensively, but, it, you know, the Eagles are just so complete. They are. I love that matchup. Like, if Micah Parsons can't sack Jalen Hurts, that that's your entire game plan. So if he can't get to their QB, fucking Eagles all the way, you know? And Hurts is plenty quick. Yeah, that's what I'm so, saying. Like, yeah, he's a good mobile quarterback. Yeah. He's smart in the he's pocket. Got, he's got time, and he can scramble. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Give me Philly 2010. Uh, side note. I say we have a 25% chance of Philadelphia fans doing something else to land them on my list of just the worst <laughs> fans of all time. Ooh, <laughs> uh, it takes us into the Monday night game. Denver travels to L.A. to take on the Chargers. Um, given Denver's offensive woes that we've seen recently, I think the Chargers win this probably by about 10 points. I think, especially if Keenan Allen can come back, that Chargers offense starts to roll. Only 10? Well, it's a, it's a rivalry game. I'll give him a little credit. I'm saying like 1335. Oh, <laughs> I think it's being an ass. For, for Denver? Oh, man, I don't know. It's weird. weird no. thing to them. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm kind of surprised you think Denver's going to score five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is Pete Carroll coming in to substitute coach for you guys? <laughs> so, so John Elway's going to get Botox and start his quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that's and, right. <laughs> No, I just think, I mean, I don't see how the Chargers don't just fucking whoop the shit out of the Broncos. You know, Detroit's on the bye, so Mark Burdell could come out of retirement <laughs> and come play for y'all. He's their quarterback's coach right now. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I see the Chargers winning this pretty handily. Um, yeah, same. Uh, once again, a primetime game with the Broncos listen, that no one wants to watch. Uh, until yeah. Russell Wilson proves that he's gotten over the hump and has learned this offense and is going to start producing, I cannot pick that he actually will do so. Nope. He has to prove it to me at this point because that offense has looked listless and rudderless through the first few weeks of this season. Yep. The one game they looked semi-decent was against the Raiders. I mean, the two games they won, it was defense. Yes. One of the games they lost was close because of defense. You know, and that's fucking it. Yep. It's been brutal. Yep. You've got to put up some points. If the Broncos would put up at least two touchdowns a game, they'd be 4-1 and one with that defense. Their defense is fucking great. 
We need some fucking points, guys. Just yes. garbage. Yeah. They, they, yeah, the offense has got to help them out. Um, so we'll see how it goes. I, I do think that... Uh, I'm going to call this as an Austin Eckler game. Not necessarily rushing the ball, but receiving out of the backfield. Mm. Because I can see uh, Sertan and Denver's defensive secondary uh, being able to at least keep Mike Williams in check. The, the oddball being here, or the curveball, if you will, is Keenan Allen back. If, if he's back. If he's back, watch yep. the fuck out. Because we're still missing one of our great corners. Yes. So it makes a difference. So if Keenan and Allen is back, now you've got legitimately three wide receivers on the charges you got to watch good out Good luck. For. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think the Broncos are going to get smoked. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of the general consensus. Yeah. All right, so that is our uh, podcast for this week. We really appreciate you guys coming to check it out. Again, as I pointed out earlier uh, for the Sunday night game when we discussed it, uh, Sunday night we will be doing our weekly Twitch live stream Barroom commentary. We're the assholes. You'll be sitting down, watching the game without a bar, talking shit about everything that goes on. Should be perfect for Eagles fans. <clears throat> Absolutely should be. <laughs> uh, come check it out. Get on the uh, get on the, the message board. Interact with us. We love to talk with and, the fans. And there is an Eagle fan who will be on the message board, guaranteed. I'm so, pretty uh, sure J.D. will be sure. there. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. He might personally, just on the message stream, become the worst Eagles fan mm-hmm. of all time. Who knows? <laughs> he might do something so heinous. But 8 o'clock, Sunday night. Half the Distance Live on Twitch. Please come check it out. Again, thank you very much. If you enjoyed the podcast, give us a like, give us a follow, give us a little review. We'd really appreciate it. We'll see you all on Sunday. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, If you enjoyed it, give us a like, maybe follow. We're also available on multiple uh, social media outlets, be it TikTok, Instagram, a Twitter account that we probably never use. It's all under Half the Distance Live. Also, every Sunday night during the football season at Half Things is Live, we stream ourselves on Twitch, making fun of everything we can, taking shots of whiskey, drinking beers, smoking cigars, and generally just having a good time making fun of Joe Buck. Come check it out.